Welcome to the Way of the Weaver podcast, where we explore magic, justice, and community. Thanks for showing up to our queer-centric, radically enchanted conversations. Our world needs your magic. I'm Jamie Wagoner. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm coming to you from Muskogee land in so-called Alabama. And I'm Murphy Robinson. My pronouns are he, him, or they, them. And I'm coming to you from Indakana, the land of the Abenaki people, also known as Vermont. Welcome back, Weavers. In 2024, Murphy and I are actually adding a few extra episodes into our schedule. Since we did our 12-month tarot and rune forecast in January, we thought it would be really fun to reflect on these cards throughout the year. So today we will be reflecting on January and looking forward to February a little bit. So when we drew those cards, uh, we drew two, we drew uh, multiple cards in a room for each month. And our query um, was twofold. The first question we were asking is what energy will we be facing each month of the year? And our second question was, what energy could we embody to navigate through this month smoothly? Yeah. <laughs> so for the first question, we drew from the wider Rider Waite Smith deck, uh, two cards. Murphy was drawing from a classic Rider Waite Smith with Pamela, Pamela Coleman Smith's illustrations. I was drawing from my Usi Tarot deck, which is based on the Rider Waite Smith deck. Um, and for the second question, we drew a rune and a card from the Herb Crafters Tarot to give us a plant ally for the month. Yeah, uh, that and that um, I'm really excited to like actually keep up with this um, this little divination that we did and kind of like check it, recheck it throughout the year, because I feel like with these full year tarot forecasts, it can be easy to forget that you did them. But um, if we if we keep up with it on the podcast, we're going to keep it top of mind. Um, so for last month, for January 2024, um, the cards we drew for what energy we will be facing were the Queen of Swords and the Knight of Pentacles. Um, so do you do you have any reflections on like how those energies were manifesting in the world, Jamie? Oh my goodness. Okay, so I, I hmm. <laughs> well, I was the one that drew Knight of Pentacles, and in the Usi deck, you see a um an, a younger knight uh on sort of a a a big black horse that's sort of rearing up and sort of rushing, and it's a little bit of a chaotic moment. And um, I definitely feel there's been a little bit of chaos uh, in in the world. I would say uh, both for me personally and and in the greater world around, certainly. Uh, for me personally, I mean, nothing terrible, nothing bad, not a bad sort of chaos, but I can definitely feel my life ramping up to pre-pandemic levels in a way that it has not until this moment. I'm not sure I feel about that, <laughs> oh, but, um, but that's the thing that's happening. And then of course, like even just today, when I woke up, I made a point to listen to the news because I knew we were going to be talking about this. And on the news today, um, there was apparently a drone strike in Jordan, which may add to the war and chaos that's emerging in the Middle East. And that's definitely been something that has been a huge part of um, 
what's been in world news uh, this past month of January. And so those are two things off the top of my head that I definitely was thinking about. Uh, what about you, Murphy? Uh, well, the card I drew was the Queen of Swords, and I definitely have felt that energy in in my personal life. There's been some like boundary setting and sharp edged communication mm-hmm. that has had to happen in my yeah, personal like, life. Like that cutting has... communication, sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like uncomfortably sharp communication that that had to had to be expressed somehow, you know, to to find a new mm-hmm. equilibrium. Um, and but also out in the world, I mean, we've had the Iowa caucuses and the oh, and the yeah. and the New Hampshire primaries. Like the the Republican nomination seems securely uh, given to Trump at this point. But just also, you know, all the all the dialogue and debate around those. I feel like this Queen of Swords energy, um, and just a lot of litigation on a national and global scale. You know, there's this. Um, Yes. This lawsuit against Israel for genocide brought by South Africa. Um, Mm -hmm. There's, you know, um, Trump was convicted in the um, civil uh, trial around defamation of E. Jean Carroll. Like there's just Mm -hmm. some like, Mm -hmm. okay, this, you know, these are the words of judgment. This is the, the, Mm -hmm. the sort of justice is, is fine, is falling or, or has been initiated in different, different realms. And I I feel like that litigation courtroom energy is very queen of swords. Oh, yes. Yes. Much. Definitely. Definitely. And I, you know, I kind of, uh, again, like mentioning Trump, I feel like that Knight of Pentacles, like rushing into chaos, like perhaps not with the whole story. Um, it really feels like the Republican nomination is rushing toward Trump at this point. <laughs> and even I even heard on the news that Trump, you know, in my from my perspective, as someone that's listening to the news, you know, he's like weighing in on current policy issues, like such as, um, you know, trying to get, uh, you know, a budget bill out of the House. Like Trump is weighing in with his opinion. And, yeah, you know, as, strings, if, yeah. as if as if he is the president. Right. right. <laughs> and and you know, just kind of rushing toward that. And you remember, I mean, for me, uh, the the Trump presidency was extremely chaotic. And so it's almost like we're catching kind of a little bit of early winds of that chaos, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we <sighs> want to pivot. I mean, you know, that's a lot. Um, do you want to pivot to the like support cards that we drew here? We <laughs> Um, so the, the question for these supportive cards was what energy could we embody to navigate through this smoothly? And I drew the rune Yera, which is the rune of the cycle of the harvest. And you drew the, the herb crafters tarot card for cacao. Cacao. Um, yeah. Do you feel like those, uh, those energies were helpful Ooh. this month? Uh, the, well, you know, I feel Cacao, I feel like it, it's to me, to me, it feels, it feels very warming. Um, and it felt like it's, it's warming and energetic sort of nature. Maybe I think it contributed to keeping up with the chaos so that, you know, so that, um, I wasn't quite, I wasn't, I wasn't beginning to feel like too overwhelmed by it. Um, I, and also, you know, the other, I think the other reason that it, the warming felt good is because we've had these um, cold weather patterns coming through North America that have just dumped like feet of snow in some places. And even down here where I live in Alabama, it does not snow here, <laughs> but 
um, you know, there were, uh, there was about two weeks there where I had to take measures around my house, you know, such as like leaving water dripping and things like that, just to make sure that um, my pipes didn't freeze. And so cacao coming in with that sort of warming element, especially, and especially like warming in such a like, you know, it almost has like, it almost aligns with the element of spirit, you know, and coming right after the winter holidays, you can feel a little, you're, you know, you're, you can feel a little worn out, a little down spiritually. And so I felt like it was a nice boost or a nice, a nice support to kind of get us through the month of January. Um, what did you feel about the rune that you pulled? I feel like Yara was very helpful and um, therapeutic this this cycle, this month. Um, the word Yara, which is spelled J-E-R-A, um, the J is pronounced kind of like a Y, um, is this, it's this, the root of our English word year. Um, and so it's like the, the entire cycle of the harvest throughout the year that's going to return again and again, the cycle of the seasons. Um, so it's it's both cyclical and it's sort of like long-term thinking in certain ways. And I I definitely see that going on in a helpful way. I know in my in my personal life and my boundary setting journeys, like um I feel like Yara has helped me keep the long view of like, okay, this feels really hard right now, but like long term I still see a path to harmony. Um that's sort of like okay, like, let's put a splint on this broken bone instead of, like, amputating mm. the limb, you know, like, this this oh, can okay. actually heal yeah. if we're patient with it, um, and if we take the long-term view, whereas sometimes when I'm setting boundaries, I can be, uh, tend towards a more permanent solution, you know, <laughs> um, but, which, which isn't, um, always for my own, for my own best growth, um, and, and then in the larger conversations, um, the, I feel like, I just see a lot of people like because we now have like pretty good clarity um, barring huge upsets, which also could happen. But it seems likely that it's going to be Trump versus Biden here in the U.S. elections in 2024. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just see a lot of people pivoting to like the long term view of like, OK, between now and November, you know, what's this path going to look like? How do we best navigate it? What is the strategy on each side? How can we really like evaluate um, what? what needs to happen. Um, and I've, and also in terms of long-term planning, like I, I know folks who are kind of like making plans for like, okay, if a radical MAGA administration comes in and starts um, really pushing on the anti-trans agendas, which is like the scapegoat of the moment, um, like how are we as trans people going to survive that? And like making right. plans about like right. leading to Canada or, having a commune in the hills that's far away or like you know just like you know what what is the what is the what are the modes of survival um i know people taking self-defense classes and things like that that just feels like long-term planning for like okay this is actually i think we can see coming we can like work to try and defeat it but we can also we can plan for both scenarios um mm -hmm. and i just see people doing that like long-range kind of thinking in a way that seems like helpful because it's it like gives people a sense of like agency or like, okay, I know what my plan is, you know? Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you were talking about that long-term planning. Um, Cause I just kind of, I just picked up the, the guide that goes with the herb crafters tarot here to sort of review what it says about cacao 
Um, cacao is aligned with the Hierophant in the tarot. That's the, the major arcana card that it aligns with. And it says in here, I'm just like reading verbatim, only true cacao can open the capillaries and, and increase blood flow. So, I mean, I think that speaks to that kind of warming aspect mm, of it, right? Yeah. And it says spiritual teaching must speak authentically to reach the heart, but some things must be revealed slowly. As too much cacao can cause the pulse to quicken, learning too much too fast can overwhelm. Have patience with the pace of the divine. Mm. So, um I think maybe that's a good fit <laughs> with the rune. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a good overview of like how we saw those energies playing out in January. Shall we shift into our, our predictions for February? Sure. Hopefully people aren't too bummed out and have <laughs> turned off this episode already. <laughs> I mean, I think it's good to talk about this stuff. If we just ignore it, it's almost more stressful. But oh, yeah. um. So for February, the cards we drew were the Five of Cups and the Ten of Cups. So two different Cups cards. And then the supportive cards were the Rune Lagus and the Herb Crafters Tarot card for Mallow. Um, so mm -hmm. given what we're now seeing playing out in January, you know, we had predictions for this back in the beginning of January where we did this reading as an episode of, of its own. But like now that we see things unfolding in more detail, what do we think these cards are telling us about the month ahead? Well, um, well, I mean, if you look at the Ten of Cups, I mean, that's kind of a, I mean, that's a card of like harmony and contentment and alignment. So, I mean, maybe we're going to feel a little bit more of that than we did in January. Let's hope. <laughs> but how do you think that that matches up with the Five of Cups? Like what's, what's the tie in there? It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, the Ten of Cups is one of the most positive cards in this spread. We have mm -hmm. both the Ten of Cups and the Nine of Cups mm -hmm. this year, which mm -hmm. uh, which are both super positive cards. Um, and the Five of Cups is more of a leave-taking or something that's like mm -hmm. part of it has broken and is over and part of it is still there to be carried on if you have like the emotional strength to to follow up with that. Um, but it's it's definitely got some some grief in that card as well. So we've got a celebratory emotional fulfillment card, and we also have like a grief and leave takings card at the same time. Um, so yeah, you know it's interesting. So you and I are teaching death priestessing right now, and one of the common things that occurs uh, that people talk about a lot. Um, and because they need to process it and they don't really know how to process this emotion because it's a, di it's a difficult emotion. It's the fact that when someone has been in a dying process for a long time, there is almost a sense of relief when, when the actual mm -hmm. moment of death occurs, right? Because mm -hmm. like suffering is over, worry is over, and you may love this person very, very much and feel feelings of guilt for being relieved that, that they're gone because, because you love them so much. And, um, this is one of those complexities of, of the human spirit and of our love for one another, right? We can really, we want them. We, oh my gosh, we so want them to be with us, but we also, 
really want this suffering to be over for them. And also, you know, we, we uh, to just be completely honest, we may feel a little bit relieved that we don't have to worry about the time and the hour anymore when we're going to have to say goodbye. And all of those things are, they're a very common experience to have, and they're very valid and perfectly normal. And you know, that kind of reminds me of this experience of having five of cups and having 10 of cups of a little bit of like grief and having to let go. And then maybe a little bit of contentment at the same time, mm. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As you're saying that I'm thinking of one possible way that this might like tie into, um, current events that seem to be in development because I know in with the war in Gaza right now the negotiators seem to be pretty close to a like multi-month ceasefire agreement in exchange for release of hostages um, and so I could see that being a moment of like ten of cups of like oh my gosh thank god like the the bombing is over the hostages are coming home like it's you know this this deep pain that's been being perpetrated is like finding some moment of like resolution or pause and yet in that pause there is like all the more room to like grieve everything that was just lost it's like when you're in the intensity of the bombardment and things like that um it may be hard to fully process everything that's going on and when you have a a break in that i imagine whole new levels of grief rushing in i i mean i've not lived in a war zone so i'm guessing but yeah. Um, yeah. I could I could see how these cards could speak to a scenario like that. Yeah. It, well, and the cups are all about emotions, like all about emotions. So uh, very watery, very emotional month. And, you know, emotions are complex. <laughs> they're, they're, they are very rarely straightforward. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, and should we speculate on our support <laughs> support cards here? Yeah, let's <laughs> We've got do the it. Rune let's do it. The rune Lagus is um, the rune of water, of flowing water, of lakes. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's a very sort of straightforward elemental energy of water in this in this rune, um, which, you know, the cups are the suit of water. So it feels very well matched to the the cards that we're looking at and usually just speaks to really allowing things to flow, not trying to overly control the situation too much or okay. like stop yeah. things from from moving and like letting things flow through as they need to especially on an emotional level um and could speak to that you know that process of having your grief and and feeling your grief mm -hmm. fully so that it doesn't come back to haunt you in the ways that can when you suppress it um and and it can also speak to like letting you know whatever whatever positive influences there are in your situation uh letting those flow in you know being keeping your heart open enough that you can receive whatever gifts are arriving to support you in, yeah, in whatever and, um, grief is happening yeah letting them flow in without guilt being a barrier to that um just letting them flow in and giving giving give you strength mm -hmm. i very like we said very watery month you you pulled the water the literal water rune and the mallow card uh in the herb crafters tarot they equate this to the two of water so like the two of cups so again a very watery draw um i have mallow plants in my yard actually i have three of them and they grow along the western side of my house um they are 
definitely not blooming <laughs> right now. It is not time. That happens much later in the year, like probably around June. But um, mallow is, you know, mallow tea is wonderful. Um, um, a bath, like a bath with like maybe some mallow floating in the bath is wonderful. And uh, sort of like what you're talking about with lagoose that, or lagus, um, I'm, I hope I'm saying that right, um, is it's all about kind of opening up and like letting things flow through you, like just letting them come in and flow out because yes, emotions are complex and they, they are, they can be um, very heavy, but they're also temporary as well. Right. So, you know, they're, they're always in a flow, always in a flow. And so Mallow is trying to uh, give us some support. I would, you know, recommend if you have a way to get some Mallow tea <laughs> in your possession that you have it. Because when we do have those moments where we seem a little bit overwhelmed, or maybe we're in grief, or maybe we're trying to focus on what could be good, um, it might be really, really nice to sit down with a cup of mallow tea. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. seems like messages of staying flexible, staying fluid, mm -hmm. nurturing the flow. And Jamie, I also see a little bit of like romantic energy in the cards that you drew of like your your 10 of cups has the maypole on it your yeah. mallow card has like a little hummingbird sticking its beak yeah. into a mallow flower like I wonder if there's yeah. just a little bit of like sort of valentine's day sweetness or something like that there that we can <laughs> tap into as a part of our flow um well I mean in the, in, our lives. In, the, in the book here the herb crafters book it does talk about um mallow tea helps to soften your sharp edges so that you can have harmonious union and mm. so yeah so maybe a little bit of that soft romantic feeling even if it's with yourself and your own heart I mean it is so important to be in harmonious union with your own self um, and everyone around you so yeah, yeah I could totally maybe. use some of that energy <laughs> after the month I've just had that sounds great <laughs> Well, let's, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see because it, it, it definitely feels like two very different energies between January and February. So it'll be interesting to have this conversation again in a month and, and see how February played out. Yeah. Awesome. So stay tuned around the beginning of March, we will be putting out um, the next, next installment of our, our monthly deep mm -hmm. dive into this reading. Um, and also in the middle of month, the month around the 13th, each month we put out our episodes of, you know, reflecting on different uh, magical techniques and, and mm -hmm. magical topics as, as we do in Way of the Weaver. So um, yeah, good stuff to look yeah. forward to ahead. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we usually do announcements uh, at the end of things. We've talked a lot in uh, about our spider threads cohort. One of the things in February that's coming up is we're actually doing a free webinar. So if you want to come and learn from Murphy and I, um, we, we're still determining our topic, but it will be something uh, magic, pagan adjacent, <laughs> uh, animist adjacent. If you want to learn from that, um, mark your calendars for February 17th. It'll be free. And we'll also have some other weavers there that can talk to you about uh, what it's like to be part of Wave the Weaver. And you can ask us questions about upcoming programs if you like. So that's a fun community opportunity coming up. Yep. And for folks who are ready to to dive in a little deeper, we're going to have a Spider Threads learning cohort from May to October this year. It involves three retreats in Vermont and uh, multiple Zoom sessions in between for some really intensive community learning together. 
We also have a Weaver camp in June. That's just one weekend, sort of lower lower commitment, if that's more your speed this year. Um, and I'm also running uh, several transgender camps uh, unrelated to Way of the Weaver on uh, the land that I live on in Vermont. Those are going to be in July, August, and September if you're looking for transgender community and play full-time in nature and frolicking in the stream on the mountainside. So those are all coming up this <laughs> summer. What have you got coming up, Jamie? Well, you know me. I'm always talking about Hades and death and plants. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> that, is that is basically me. So if you're interested in any or all of those things, you can find uh, everywhere I'm going to be on my website, which is jamiewagner.com. And um, also, this episode drops on the cusp of Hades uh, coming into the world. Uh, Hades starts shipping out on February 8th, officially. So if you're interested in getting yourself a copy of my book, Hades, Myth, Magic, and Modern Devotion, you can order it from Llewellyn.com, your local bookstore, or bookshop.org. And once again, Murphy and I will put all those lovely links for you in our show notes. And we'll also link to the blog post Jamie put up with uh, the full rundown of our 2024 tarot reading for the year and close-up pictures of all the cards and runes in case you'd like to follow along that way. Yeah, we certainly will. Thank you so much. I guess we are, we're going to wrap up for today. Thanks for joining us. You can learn more about the Way of the Weaver programs at www.wayoftheweaver.com. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends. It also helps if you write us a review. Our theme music is by Fern Maddie. Find more from her at fernmaddiemusic.com. Remember that magic is real, present all around us, and a profound tool for justice and transformation. Use it well.